Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome in, guys. It's another Panther Rants podcast with your host, Lot Harris. Happy hump day. And of course, happy this basketball season is almost over day because today is game day as people close out its season, regular season, against Notre Dame as they try to go for the fertility record of 0 and 18. I think they can do it. It's obvious. I mean, it's clear as day that they can uh, lose this last game because, for one thing, Notre Dame has their top one of their top players coming back from injury. Personally, I would just rest them in their game, but after this, they have the they have the ACC tournament coming up. So really, you need, and yeah, this is a good exhibition for him because, you know, they're playing us, and he can get his win back and you know get his conditioning back in this game. <clears throat> really, he doesn't have to do a whole lot of anything. I mean, like I said, they could play the uh, they could play the walk-ons and still beat us. That's where we've been. That's where we are in this juncture for pit hoops. And as far as the, um, I looked at the odds. Obviously, we have a seven percent chance of getting to the next round. I think like a three percent chance of getting to the run up for that. But then. Um, to get to the semifinals, it's a probably a point one, point oh one. I think is uh, <laughs> the chances we have of actually uh, going going anywhere. And of course, going to the finals, we have a zero percent chance. So, if you're feeling ballsy, you want to place a bet, you can place a bet on Pitt and win the title. That'd be hilarious if that would happen, but probably not. But speaking of uh, all that, I guess North Carolina had their senior night, and, you know, somebody mentioned the Cam Johnson. I can see why you left Pitt. So, of course, people are still having having their fun and at the expense of us, our shitty record. You know, well... Maybe UNC pays more. You know, they gave them a raise. You know, stock options. Whatnot. Maybe some easy classes. 
Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't sound too. I shouldn't sound too about you know too petty about this or too butthurt. It is what it is. But the joke will be on UNC when the FBI comes rolling around. But who am I kidding? <laughs> I'm sure North Carolina, although they've been mentioned in these reports, has probably already made some, uh, you know, made, made some adjustments, made some arrangements to make them to make them go away. After all, I mean, they made the NCAA go away with that whole with that ongoing scandal that took forever. And really, they, they really it was, it was it was delayed enough where they could just uh, make a clean break. Let's go to uh, well. Speaking of all this, all this uh, madness, Heather Like was on 93.7 The Fan, I guess, talking about um, about Pitt stuff. Obviously, the hot topic, obviously, was the basketball coach. And obviously, you know, she seems to really like Kevin Stallings, and I've heard he's he's a very likable guy. He looks like he is. I mean, his press conferences don't, you know, probably don't paint, paint him with a nice, nice picture. But obviously, in per- personal, he's nice. She knows what he's up against, what he's been dealing with all year. So she's been sensitive to that. And of course, she said he that uh, he's already met their expectations, which kind of baffles me a little bit because I'm trying to figure what expectations that he meet. Was it building this class? Could be. Was it making sure they got a good grade and to go and go to class? Possibly. Those are the things I can think of. Unless you set you know expectations as, as, as if I, uh, hey, I want you to win eight games in the uh, you know in the I want you to have a winning record in the, in the uh, out of conference, but I just you know, hey, if you lose uh, all eight all eighteen ACC, it's all right. You've already met the expectations. I mean, I don't know what it is. At the same time, she mentions about the attendance is down and it's a drag. How the Pete's the hottest ticket used to be the hottest ticket in town. And of course, she'll have to get back to that. Well, the Pete was Pete hasn't really been the hottest ticket in town in years. I mean, attendance was still up. It just wasn't what it was. And I think it started when Pitt went to, you know, didn't make the tournament the first year. And that's when Pitt went, went on a downward trend. And, of course, we're going to rehash some of this. But basically, you know, Dixon lost the entire recruiting class. And pretty much had to find bodies where they may be. And it wasn't pretty at times. 
obviously recruiting dipped. And pretty much that's that. Stars was coming in, was Brian to put up, you know, the, to bring a shot in the arm for the program, you know, to get it back up, 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 up and going. You know, up tempo, this and that. Whereas the only thing, up, the only thing that's been up tempo about Pitt has been their, uh, well, their missed shots and their uh, numbers in the loss column, pretty much. That's pretty much been the only thing that's really been up tempo for Pitt this year. I mean, Stallings is probably one, I think, so far, 20-some games, 23 games. There's two years. Jay may have Jay may have that many games won in the, in the, by this year. So he's got... Not to mention TCU's pretty much clinched the NCAA tournament bid. I mean, if you look at their strength of schedule and RPI, it's really good. So, they're obviously in. Jamie Gomez, in year two, Jamie has them in. But obviously, the situation is a little different for Stallings. You know, Jamie left him a halfway decent team. It wasn't, uh, it obviously wasn't the, the, uh, you know, the John, John Wooden's Bruins. He left them at all. This team actually barely made the NCAA tournament last year. Not last year, but the year before. The year before Jimmy left in his last year, that team barely made the tournament. Only thing that was really missing was, you know, obviously was James Robinson was going. That was really the big difference. I'm sure there's probably another player too, but who cares? So, and then, of course, you had the mass exodus, and he had to pretty much replace everybody. That's where we are. That's where we are pretty much now. But she really, you know, on paper, you know, the comments seem pretty nice towards Stallings. But what a lot of people have said when they listen to the interview is there was a lot of delays in Heather Like. Which is she was trying to search for the perfect word, the right words to say. You know, is of all is of all hell. I don't know, and I can understand that. So I mean, she didn't say that Stallings was her man. And to be totally honest with you, it's probably it's probably not a good idea to come out and say that yet. You know, if you are intending to keep him. Because it would draw a lot of a lot of uh, backlash, for sure. But uh, Heather t- touches on some other things. The Penn State series, she's trying to uh, work out. Obviously... Penn State wants to play other P5 schools is what, what, what we were told. And that we were told that the two-for-one deal was a fallacy that Joe Paterno created and that we're just hanging on to an old quote is what one media person said, you know, in the local media. 
Well, here's the thing. It may be a quote that Joe made or some sort of principle Joe made, but that principle is in the fan base now. Because whatever Joe preached, those clowns believed it every word. I mean, if Joe if Joe could sell them genocide, he they'd buy it. That's how of a godlike Stas Paterno was. He could tell them the friggin' earth was flat and they'd believe it. Or that the uh, the moon, you know, the landing on the moon never happened and it was on a desert in, in Arizona. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much, yeah. So those clowns pretty much have that attitude that we're... That they're, we're we don't need pit. We can fill our own stadium. This and that. So, sure, the old man's gone. It was his quote, but the attitude and the ideal is still there within their fan base. So, regardless, they're always going to thumb their nose at us, no matter what. Heather Like obviously has some friends in West Virginia. She's in talking with them, and personally, if we can't get a series with Penn State, I'd rather have a longer series with West Virginia. You know, hopefully it's if, hopefully if it's almost every season, it would be nice. I think having I think having the brawl back will be good. Because, well, you know, the Hoopies were a lot more fun to hate. And it was starting to become one hell of a rivalry until, you know, expansion killed, you know, put a, put a stop to it. And, uh, you know, Western loves to put fun, fun in their attendance when their attendance really is no different than ours. Like they only show up when the team's winning if it's a big game. They are time they can care less about Pitt. I mean, not so much Pitt, but their 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 attendance. But it's easy to put fun in our, our our bright yellow seats, which was another issue. As the idea of tarping the upper decks. <clears throat> became a you know another issue of discussion. Heather obviously is not for the tarping, and, and if you read some of the article, obviously she has some talks about Pat Narduzzi with it. I guess what it looks like Pat Narduzzi is not for the tarping of the upper decks. I guess in case of Heather, she has. She feels that it's not the best decision for the program right now to be tarping upper decks. And I get it. Because if you tarp their upper decks, it reeks of small time. Right? It's saying, we can't draw anybody. Nobody cares about us. So we're just going to tarp the upper decks. But anyways, I can see 
where the season ticket holders would be upset because a lot of them do like seeing the upper decks. Because the way Heinz is built, there's a lot, a lot of really good views. So them having to move from the upper deck to the uh, lower lower levels, where you'll be all condensed in, obviously is not going to sit well with a lot of people. Heck, some like their own space. That would be wide open because, you know, at Heinz Pillar, there's a lot of those wide open areas. So I can't fault them for that. Personally, if it was me, if I was buying season tickets, I'd go to the club level. You know, my age, I would do that now. At 39, I would do club level, definitely. You know, never sang club level. I mean, I sang club level for P.O.P. and C for the Pirates, which was really awesome. But, um, you know, I would do it definitely for a pit game. But, yeah, I can see where um, a lot of you come from on this subject. I mean, it was bad enough that the, uh, the pit, I guess the, the pit band was moving again. Where student sections were moving again. So I'm thinking it's going to displace some season ticket holders again. And I don't, you know, I don't think much will come out come out of it. I mean, I remember when there was a lawsuit, you know, against pit, pit over the uh, the peep with the season tickets. There was a lot of people that weren't happy with their seat assignments. I remember when we moved from uh, Three River Stadium to Heinz Field. People sued as well because they didn't like their assignments. And I remember, you know, we. Um, when we were uh, doing the uh, survey, because you know every season ticket holder got a sur- steward season ticket holder got a survey. They asked you what um, you know you know give your three choices where you want to seat sit. And our seats were in the uh, were in the end zone behind the field goal posts on the second deck. So that was our first choice because because we loved the view because you got to see the the entire field. Then, of course, we did, you know, 30-yard line, 50-yard line. We ended up getting the seats we wanted behind the field, you know, in the end zone. And we got and we got them in the front front row. <coughs> Excuse me, people. Yeah, we got them in the front row. So, basically, we got to interact with all, this, all the personalities, the football players, all that cool stuff. We still do now. I mean, I've been on TV several times. It's worked out. Now, as far as uh, pit goes, I got season tickets one year, and I got them in a two-hour level in the end zone. And what was cool about the seats I had were I was in the very back row, and behind me was a wall, and I was covered. You know, I was covered. And this was in November, you know, for backyard brawl. I remember. seats were awesome and I remember making I remember uh, calling the pit ticket office to get t- season tickets that next year 
I, I requested that area again. I saw, you know, I sat in this uh, section here. These are my seats. I like to have those seats. Picked me one better. They gave me the they, they gave me the seats in that section, but they were like towards the front row, which I'm not covered. I'm not towards the back. So that was my you know first, one of my first of many experiences with the, the pit ticket office. But um, in Heather's defense. You know, I've been to some rice football games, and that same seat—that same seat seventy thousand, or used to before the renovations—they didn't tarp the upper decks, but they tarped the end zone. They took—they tarped both end zones, and they kept the upper decks. They kept the upper decks untarped. In fact, they made the upper section. They made the one upper deck a beer section. So if you want to go have a beer and get drunk or whatever, you, you go there. So it worked out for Rice there. And honestly, for in the case of Rice, tarping the engine, it may look neater. But unfortunately for Pitt, I don't think they can really get away with tarping the end zones the way the stain's built. Because it would, it, you know, it, it, it piss up a lot of season ticket holders. They came out of those sections. But, um, anyways, I get where they're coming from. Personally, I, I'd rather they, they tarp the end zones because you can bring people down. So you get more crowd noise and things, but. Obviously, Heather wants to, you know, she, she has a championship attitude. That's, you know, she wants these events to be the hottest tickets in town. I understand that. Having those streams is one thing, but making them a rally is another. Oh, well, guys. I'll let you have the rest of your day. Hell to pit.